When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Yo, welcome to another episode of Outside Shots with Eddie Johnson. I'm your guy, Saul Bookman. As you know, this is the homie at JumpShot8 on Twitter. Uh, as always, we're presented to you by OGs, OGsBrands.com, the best edible in the game. I'm not doing an edible. I'm actually drinking some tea, which is kind of dope, but uh, we'll talk about that another time. Uh... Listen, I think this is the summer of, 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 of cleansing. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, you know, uh, there's been a lot of rights that have, or a lot of wrongs that have been uh, righted, if, if that's uh, the right term. I don't know if righted is even a word, but I'll, I'll go with it. Uh, and it, it, uh, another example of that was yesterday when the Suns finally announced that the, the two uh, superstars, in addition to Steve Nash, during that seven seconds or, lo- uh, seven seconds or less, Suns era, are finally going to go into the Ring of Honor and finally, and actually get their jerseys retired by the franchise. A tremendous, tremendous occasion. Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire in the Ring of Honor. Eddie Johnson, that's pretty dope. Yeah, uh, long time coming. Look, is it any kind of rhythm or method to putting people in the ring of honor? I don't believe it is. I think it's a field thing, but this is an obvious thing, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's a field thing. Like Nick Collison got his name put up in the ring of honor in Oklahoma City. No way that would have happened if that team was still in Seattle. Mm Mm-hmm. But Oklahoma City, different environment. They got to know him. Uh, he was a leader at the end of the bench. They put him in. You averaged more points than him. It had nothing to be with, do with numbers. So it's like there's no rhythm to this, but with Amari and Sean, no, it, it's a rhythm. These two guys statistically was tremendous in the Suns uniform. Uh, they became they were losers, became winners in the Suns uniform. Uh, galvanized not only Phoenix but the country with seven seconds or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, help Steve Nash get two MVPs because without them, Steve Nash does not get two MVPs. Uh, it's so many things, and I was just shocked that they didn't get in under pass ownership. I don't understand it. Are you really shocked though? Well, uh, I'm just saying I'm shocked. Uh, well, not really in a sense because you know the Jerry Colangelo. Robert Sarver dynamic didn't mesh, I think. I think it was more of a, I want to outdo you, you know? Mm-hmm. And in that, I think those two got lost in translation, right? They they got lost in it, and, and other guys as well. Uh, but Matt Ishbia is doing one thing, and I really love it, is 
he is connecting with the history of this team. He did a few events during the course of the season uh, when his ownership at first started, and he's continuing to do it. Uh, and and to me, that's to me. If you're an alumni of an organization and you had an impact on the organization, you should, if you so desire and choose, have a chance to work or be rewarded within the organization. I, I, that's how I would look at it uh, in any company that I would own. And so it's great that uh, new ownership is doing that, and it's great for Amari and Sean. I had Sean on my radio show yesterday uh, after it was announced, and uh, he, you know, he was tremendous. I mean, he was very excited about it. I know he was disappointed that he had not gone up sooner. Uh, he and I have had conversations about it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's good that he is going up, and then he and Amari are going up too uh, yeah. in the same uh, year, I guess. I don't know if they're going to do it the same, same night. Same year, separate occasions. Yes, and so that, that that's going to be tremendous. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm looking forward to Sean being able to give a speech and, and not curse. <laughs> did he curse yesterday on Saturday Serious? Oh, yeah, he did. So that, that, I'm going to have to remind him, and, and Sean, Sean, you, you can't curse, man. Like, you know, and, I mean, you know, it's one of those connecting curse words. Like, the great ones know how to turn it off. Well, Charles curses on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's different. Like, he, Charles Barkley, will curse on purpose. Yeah. It's not like, you know, a mistake. He actually planned to curse. Yeah. I don't think Sean does. (laughs) It's like an emotional curse word. Yeah. You know, a connector word that you don't know what to say next. So you just say, shh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's tremendous. And I I also think that there was, um, whether they said it out loud or not, it just felt like they were still a little jaded by the franchise for not for this specific thing, as well as other things that had gone on before they moved on. Um, You know, uh, you know, Amari, Amari, you could kind of understand why the Suns didn't want to take take the gamble on Amari because of the whole the the eye thing was was kind of problematic, and and he went off to New York and got his money, and I could kind of see that. Sean Marion will forever be the one where you're just like, man, you know, you just wish you he should have been a son forever, you know what I mean? And so, um, and I know Amari felt or, yeah, traded uh, for an all time great. He, he did. He, he can't be mad about that. Sure, but it, but then you know, obviously Sean moves on and goes to. Um, you know, to Dallas and wins a ring there, and 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 now he, they've already recognized him. It, it just it just makes sense for these two to be up in the Ring of Honor. They they meant so much to this franchise, and they're so adored by by the Suns fan base. And so uh, Matt Ishbia again, um, he's got a very good pulse so far on what the fans want and what this uh, franchise should stand for. And he's trying to uh, right a lot of wrongs. And uh, I give him credit. I give the rest of the franchise credit because there's a lot of people in that building. And Espo's talked about this before as well, about internally when they tried to push to get Al McCoy recognized um, in the in the Ring of Honor. Um, internally, there's dozens and dozens of individuals there that have talked about the fact that they they've always – Thought it was weird that Sean Marion and Amari Stoudemire was not in the Ring of Honor, and I, I feel, I feel good for all of them because now they don't have to answer that question anymore, and it's going to finally happen. So, oh boy, uh, Hall of Fame, 
Mm-hmm. That's big time. That's coming up. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the, the Hall of Fame uh, class is going to get inducted here shortly. A lot of big names on that list. Uh, you want to talk about the Hall of Fame. What did you want to talk about? No, it's just more so just to recognize it. Uh, you know, obviously we go through it every year. Uh, it's kind of polarizing. Uh, it's almost like a top 10 list or who's the GOAT. Uh, every year, people wonder, okay, why isn't this guy getting in? Why isn't that guy getting in? Uh, the guys that's getting in this year, uh, I have no argument. Like Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, uh, I have no no qualms about Paul Gasol. I thought he became a winner when he went to L.A., uh, forgetting the last the, one. the whole the whole list uh, as we as we have it right here it is uh, Gene Bess, Paul Gasol, yeah. David Hickson, Gene Cady, uh, former Purdue head coach, mm-hmm. Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, Greg Popovich, Dwayne Wade, Gary Blair, and Becky Hammond. Right, so I hit, Spurs in that group. Yeah, so I hit the four players, and then Popovich, obviously an NBA guy right now, uh, is in it. Uh, the unique thing is it's very it's a versatile group. Uh, of six coaches on there. Mm-hmm. Like, you named the obvious coaches, but Valvano's on there. Uh, the first two individuals you said, Blair and Best, they were coaches. Mm-hmm. One of the, well, I think uh, Hickson is on there, and Hickson is, uh, uh, was basically coached at Elmhurst his whole entire career and had a tremendous record, and so he's being recognized. Uh, so it's very versatile, a lot of coaches, you know, <sighs> The thing that I that I always have an issue with when it comes to the Hall of Fame uh, is baseball has a baseball Hall of Fame. Football has a football Hall of Fame, right? Just the players. I just don't understand why basketball does not. I think there's so many players out there right now that are worthy of being in the Hall of Fame based on the criteria that all of a sudden they're using to put people in. When I retire, I'll tell you. And and this is where I sat when I retired. I think I was top 25 all time in scoring. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's top 25 out of thousands. Yeah. I think it was only maybe six or seven guys in the Hall of Fame, I think, when I retired, maybe 10, that had more career points than me. And I am telling you, honestly, you know my ego can get a little big. <laughs> I never thought at that point in time that I would make the Hall of Fame. Like, I view the Hall of Fame as, like, the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Like, no argument. Like, that guy's going in, no argument. Like, Dirk, no argument. Yeah. Like, Dwayne Wade, no argument. Tony Parker, no argument. Like, Paul Gasol, you can argue a little, but then when you look at his international play and then what he did in Memphis and then going over when Kobe was losing and helped the Lakers win titles, no argument. Yeah. Right? So this year is a a year where I say, okay, I'm going to enjoy it and I'm not going to question but over the years, man, it's been, and I'm not going to name guys because all of them are tremendous players, but they fell below maybe the bar that I thought when I retired mm-hmm. and why that I knew, well, no, Eddie, you're not doing, you're not making it. 
right? No, no matter where your numbers are, nah, you're like, you're gonna be in a room with like Magic Johnson, like, you know? Based on that criteria, you think you should be in? Based on how they think, it's a lot of players that now think they should have a chance. Okay. Are you and I don't think that's fair. Do no, you, do no. You? Yeah, well, of course. But but my point is, I don't think it's fair. Like, uh-huh. because the way that I view it, I view it as, can I go sit in the room with Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and say, okay, yeah, 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 I'm sitting here. Yeah, I'm Hall of Fame. Really? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's Hall of Fame. And then if you do make it, can you go over and sit in the group with them and actually have a basketball conversation and do mm-hmm. it with bravado? Huh? No. I, like, and so that's that's how I view I mean, it. I think you're viewing it as like the top of the top. Yeah, but but that's what right? I, that's what the Hall of Fame is. It should should because uh, because my opinion, I, I share the same opinion as you. I've always felt like at one point in your career, you have had to shown that you could be in the argument for the best player in the league at that point. It, it, whether it's one year or not, at least at one point in your career, somebody you could make the argument that guy was the best, you, the the best in the, whether they won an MVP or not. Like oh, he was fine. at the top, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where I look at it. You were for one year, you were six man, you were the best six man in the NBA. Yes. Okay. You your scoring list was up there in the top 25 when you retired. Like. I would make an argument that you should be in the Hall of Fame because yeah. at one point in your time, you were the best at one specific thing in the NBA. And I think that that's, Here, that's a good criteria to go by. But here's where I would say, and I'm beating myself up here. So a lot of people always I'm trying say, to give talk, you credit, Eddie. Yeah, but I'm beating my, but then I'm taking the opposite side <clears throat> because I needed guys like Magic and Bird for me to put up the numbers that I did. Case in point. Kevin Johnson Mm -hmm. should be in the Hall of Fame. You know why? Because I know the value that he not only provided individually, but also provided for me to look like I was one of them, Mm -hmm. right? Tom Chambers. People just don't realize how good he was, right? Mm -hmm. Should be. Like, so that's how I view it. Like, those guys had to carry a load, like, yeah, in my prime, like mid-prime, when I was playing in Kansas City, Sacramento, I was like arguably the best player on the team. I, I you know, led in scoring, second in rebounding. Yeah, played all the minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I wasn't winning. Uh, when it came to winning, then when Kevin came on board, we got Tom. All of a sudden, we went from a 28-win Phoenix Suns team to 55. We started winning. I had my best year playing alongside them. Jeff Hornacek improved as a player. Like, you get me? Mark West became known as a very good defender. Ty Corbin, a great role player. All of a sudden, Dan Marley, a rookie, elevated quickly. It was all because of those two guys. And so that's the way I look at it. And some guys now have gotten into the Hall of Fame. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not naming names because some of them are friends of mine and, and they were damn good ball players. But the way that I view the Hall of Fame was guys that carried, guys that played at a super high level, and guys that took a lot of the pressure off of you as a basketball player. That's how I viewed it. I don't view it like that anymore. Okay. Okay. I don't. I view it as a political thing. I view it as who do you know? Uh, do we feel sorry for you? Just things like that. Hmm. You know, when you reach back and you put guys in the Hall of Fame that's been retired for 25 years, what 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 is that saying? Like, if that was me, what does that say? Like, 
20, it took you 25 years to realize how good I was. Yeah. You know, so I, that's why I wish we had an NBA Hall of Fame. I wish that because if we did, then I think then it will be more even killed. And all due respect to the coaches that's getting in and international people that get in, that's fine. They got their own – they have their own Hall of Fame over in Europe. Why do they need to have a committee for an international to vote them in on a different group because they played over here? I don't like that. I don't. I know it's the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, but we should have an NBA Hall of Fame. And I think that will cut out all of the disappointment that a lot of guys get every year that's sitting around – and believing they should make it. Robert Ory believes he should be in the Hall of Fame. I can't push back on Robert Ory. Yeah, he didn't average a ton. Of, he only averaged seven, eight points in his career. But you know, but Rob Ory hit some of the biggest damn shots in playoff history. When he had to step up, he did. And he won seven titles. And he was a factor on every team. Yeah, but moments don't define greatness. No, it doesn't. But he's but but they but they count titles. No, no I get that. They he's count. Got, and he had he's seven. Got seven. I get that. Seven. No, I, I totally get that. But that's that that's the argument, though. Is just like, are we talking about? Uh, yeah, okay. Titles mean something, but they don't mean everything. And I think you know when you're talking about the greatest of all time, or at least what should be the list of greatest of all time, when you're talking about the Hall of Fame. I don't think anybody would ever mention Robert Horry in the in the same category as the great small forwards or power forwards in the history of the game. I just don't think nobody would do that. And I don't think I don't think Robert Horry felt that he would make the Hall of Fame when he retired. But he's watched people get in, sure, that did not win at a high level like mm-hmm. him, did not play at the biggest stage in the biggest moments like him, and he's probably saying, "Well, damn." I mean, he's also extremely fortunate. He's fortunate, but I he mean, stood up and held his own. He I mean, was the best he's, defender, he's, normally second to best defender. He's fortunate that Michael Jordan wasn't playing in the league those two years. I don't know if they would have beat Houston. They might not have, but he wasn't. I don't think they would have beaten Houston that well, year. He wasn't playing. Hakeem so was they, playing at a crazy when level. When he came then. back, they didn't win again. I'm just saying. And then, um, and then the fortunate bounce from Sacramento, obviously. like and he, But he took advantage of all the opportunities is the biggest thing. I get that, but... He's not a Hall of Famer just based on those small instances. There was other guys that were bigger parts of those teams that had to carry the load. He never had to carry a load ever. I don't believe he's a Hall of Famer either, but what I'm saying to you is that based on some of the guys that have gotten in, he now believes he is. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say I think it's been watered down. And this year it's not watered down in regards to NBA players. Uh, All four of these guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And that's the way I like to look at it. Well, we like to look at OGs. You can go to OGsBrands.com and find yourself some of the best edibles out there. Go to OGsBrands.com to find the best dispensary or the closest dispensary to you. Uh, They have the fruits. They got the creams. They got the Happy Balance gummies. They got the one-to-one THC to CBD ratio Happy Balance, which is the strawberries and cream. Check them out at OGsBrands.com. Remember, you must be 21 and over to enjoy. Um, You should probably take some OGs before we talk about this next topic because a lot of tomfoolery was going on, uh, courtesy of Paul George. bar you dropped on someone in the league i know book mm. you gave him the yeah i was in my feelings though and book was busting my ass that day i was not where <laughs> i needed to be yeah <laughs> you know it, stuff doesn't age well now that it age well yeah. like, i don't need to be flexing four rings bro like everybody know that that's on wikipedia like i just my game wasn't where it was at and we all get insecure at times yeah. i'm not man enough to admit that I'm man enough to admit that we all have our moments of weakness. So I'm not really proud of that one. 
Because I see Devin Booker and I should be like, man, I should be proud of this young man. Yeah. Like the work he's put in, he survived a tough regime in Phoenix where everyone's getting tradies, playing for a new coach every year. But yeah. now he's a franchise player because he just kept working. So I admire the guys who have work ethic like mm -hmm. that, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I, I appreciate Clay and his, his comments. We talked about we talked about that uh, on the Sun Show. Uh, I will let you voice your opinion. I do want to say Paul George consistently. I love how Paul George threw up the four, and I'm like, you know, you don't have four either, right? You don't have one, just like Devin Booker. Uh, several, uh, I think it was like maybe a couple months ago, uh, with Cat, uh, he tried to set him up for a Devin Booker failure question as well, and he didn't bite either. PG stays, PG's got very, um, uh, he's got Mike Florio energy where he's trying to create a story out of nothing. Paul George has been done in by uh, Devin Booker multiple times. And I know he doesn't like him and that's fine. And he keeps trying to set other dudes up to fight his battles. And it's weak as hell. It's so weak. It's so weak. Go ahead. Eddie. <laughs> first, first, <laughs> first. I love Clay Thompson, man. Like, Same. he's one of my favorite players. I've told him this. Uh, he knows, like, he knows that LeBron's like my favorite player outside of the Suns, right? He knows when they were going against each other that, you know, I would be pulling for LeBron against them. Uh, but when they won, I was just as happy for him. Uh, and I let him know that uh, during the finals because I would always work the finals. Uh, I'd be on the court. i got to interview guys. I've interviewed him. And, you know, he would give me a little hard time about it. And, you know, he'd talk about other stuff. Uh, but I've told him, uh, he and Steph are two of my favorite players ever. Mm -hmm. I'm not just saying currently, I'm saying ever. And with Clay, it's just because he's so honest, man. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that, that response warmed my heart. And I'm sure it did Devin too, because to me, man, I've always said, when you're between the lines, right? Mm -hmm. That's when you you battle. When you're outside the lines, that's when friendship comes in, and that's when really the human part of your character comes out, right? And I truly believe that. And to me, this dude epitomizes it all at the top level in this league. Mm -hmm. He honestly and humbly said Devin was wearing his ass out. Yeah. And he was in his feelings. Like, how many players say that? Like, how many players would have just admitted? Like, Devin was getting the best of him on that particular game. And I was happen to be – I think I was calling that game. And and he didn't like it because it was a spur of the moment. And where was it, Saul? It was between the lines. Yeah. Like, so Clay shouldn't have to apologize to Devin for that. Like, you know, and I would tell Clay, you don't need to apologize to Devin for, for, for going at him – between the lines. Yeah. It's fair game. You're not supposed to like him. You're not supposed to like the fact that Devin is talking junk to you and wearing you out. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to like it. And you know what? It's okay that you flex four rings because, God damn it, you won yeah, four yeah. rings. So, you know, I'm not drinking that wink either, and I just cursed a little bit. <laughs> and I said got. I said got. Okay? I want to make sure people understood that. So, you're bringing the worst out of me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so, no, seriously, though, I mean, in the sense that, you know, I I would tell Clay, you don't need to apologize. And I'm sure Devin would tell him the same thing. Matter of fact, Devin pretty much did. 
Devin pretty much said, man, I respect Clay. Yeah. After the game. Yeah. Yeah, he See, did. And so I just wanted to get that out there because I, I mean, I love Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. I, I just, man, I can listen to him talk all day long. I have interviewed him dozens of times and I'm just mesmerized every time because I feel the emotion coming out of him. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I tell his dad this all the time, man. You know how he's just my one of my favorite players ever. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I've been knowing Paul George since he's been 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a son to me, okay? No. Okay, okay, I know him. Okay. Uh, and he and my son are very close. Okay. Matter of fact, my son is flying over to, to L.A. tomorrow and hang out with him for the weekend. Uh, Paul is an extremely smart dude. Like, and I think people don't understand how smart he is. Mm-hmm. And he obviously wants to make his way into the media world. And so he's going, he knows how to elicit some responses from people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've noticed that with his podcast. I've watched it a time or two. And he's pretty damn good at it, okay. you know? And and I think, you know, Devin responded correctly because it's outside the lines. I don't know if he and Paul don't like each other. I just think it's just a heavy competition between those two for whatever reason. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know, but there's something going on with those two. But I don't think they like like internally dis- dislike each other because I've seen them in games where they have talked. We've seen them talking on the court. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a competition deal, deal there with them. And good. Good for the league. Good no, for them. Yeah. You know, they're both tremendous guys. Uh, obviously, I know Devin's a great guy. And, and you know, people don't know, Paul's a great guy, man. He's a family guy, loves his family. He's an extremely nice kid. Like, when I tell you, my name is not Eddie. It's Mr. Johnson. It's always been that with him. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. So, you know, people don't know him, and so he maybe can come off a little surly or whatever, but... You know, he's got something going on with Devin, and good. Good. I like it. Why not? Devin talks a lot of damn trash, man. We in Phoenix love Devin, and, you know, I love him to death, but Devin talks trash, and I love the fact that Devin talks trash. Mm -hmm. He and I have talked about that. Keep talking your trash, man. Yeah. You know, and uh, Paul's not a trash talker on the court. He doesn't talk on the court. Really, he okay. doesn't, but he talks off the court, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the opposite, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I sent a message to him. I I told him, you know, stop messing around with my team. What did he say? No, not yeah. I, I, no. I sent it by my son. <laughs> um, uh, we're gonna wrap up the show pretty early today. Uh, we're gonna talk about something random, but I didn't really have a topic off the top of my head, so we're just gonna skip it because does it really matter? Probably not. It's all good. We're in the thick of it, by the way. And I know somebody was just like, uh, you guys are bringing up these kind of topics that are kind of nonsense, uh, you know, just for clicks or whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck else are we going to talk about? I'm a cuz I cuz I can. Um, what else do you want us to talk about? There is literally nothing going on in the sports world regarding the Suns. Um, that can take up a whole show. We talked about the Ring of Honor, people. We talked about the Hall of Fame. We talked about Paul George and Devin Booker. Do you want us to talk about Devin Booker's escapades out in Switzerland or Montana or whatever? Like, why? Come on, guys. Come on. Like, just 
Let us let us just do this, all right? Why? Well, I mean, why? Well, I mean, what did he do? He did Switzerland? nothing. He just took some pictures and he's hanging out. He's he's living his life. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Zero. Hey, people are so nosy. Like, <laughs> so damn nosy. But you know what? They won't appear in on people that are like quote unquote popular, mm-hmm. but they don't want anybody peering in on their butt. Uh-huh. Like, how would you like somebody following you around town? Sly. Slice is hey, slice. I know. I'm just, he's, I'm just messing with him. He's an innocent bystander. Here. I'm just, mess, I'm just messing. <laughs> with Somebody else in the comments. I'm just messing. Yeah, with we him. could talk about the world championships, and we will talk about those next week for sure. Uh, there was a lot of great play. I'm, I'm very anxious to see DeAndre Ayton get on the court for the Bahamas. I want to see that in person. I want to see what's going on. Oh, uh, oh how bad is Eddie, Eddie killing you at golf? Let me tell you something. Uh, he talked all that smack, right? That he beat me. He has asked me to go play golf like four times in the last month, and I just have not. But he had, you got you to finish my sentences now. I'm just saying. I mean, what, what are you, an English teacher? You got to finish my sentences? No, I'm a psychic. That's why I finish you know, your sentences. No, no. <laughs> no, you beat me one time, and you came on the show, and you bragged about it. And then I dusted his butt. He did not dust I dusted, me. I dusted you. I he beat you worse. Like, I beat you worse than you beat me. You eked by like a stroke. You eked it out. Oh it was match God, play, bro. You eked it out with one hole win on me, and I destroyed you by about three or four holes. You, it wasn't even close. Okay, and I haven't seen you since. Now, the only thing I like to take from that, since I haven't seen you, <laughs> is I hope you're practicing. <laughs> so is that, if that's the reason you avoiding me, that's fine. <clears throat> I'll get your practice in. I want you to go see a, a golf guru if you if you need to. Get your game in order. And then when you show up again, I'm going to spank you again. Then what are you going to do? Okay. I told you. Okay. after I told you. After you beat me mm-hmm. and came on this show mm-hmm. and bragged about it, mm-hmm. what did I tell you? You will never beat okay. me again. All right. And I'm going to hold true to that. You okay. will never beat me again. <laughs> I can't even take this serious. Not only will I beat Eddie again, I promise you I will. That will fucking happen. I promise it will. You won't. Um, I'm busy right now. I'm sorry. You, know, you got, uh, you know, the retired life that you're living and you're, ch- you're just chilling. How am I retired? Just, just I'm retired. It. You know, you're in the off season. You got all this time, you know, like I got a whole company to try How and run. How am I retired like, though? I'm just a lot of things, you know, oh, I'm like, oh, like oh. Oh, you do a three hour show. Let me set him straight. You come straight. in here once a week doing People, this like one hour. Like I'm going to set you life, straight man. right now. I'm going to set you straight. <laughs> I work for the sun. I'm kidding. I work five days a week for a radio show. I'm, I'm on the board of like four companies <laughs> and I'm busy running, running my company and building an app. That is a lot of damn work. <laughs> I knew I knew I was kidding. Oh, I knew, I knew. oh, and I go around and I give motivational speeches to companies. I gave you a motivational oh speech God. this morning before the show. You sat down and said you were stressed out. I am. But I gave you a couple of that. I said, hold up. You're stressed out. Did you wake up this morning? Yes. Uh, Did did you get a call about anybody leaving here this morning close to you? No. Can you pay your bills? Yes. Well, why are you stressed? Like, is your health good? You said, yeah. Okay, so if all those things are good, why are you stressed? Mm. Life is stress. Life is a big stress ball. You know it when you wake up. Mm-hmm. What about them people in Hawaii and thoughts and prayers go out to the people in Maui because yeah, sure. that's a, like the beautiful land that everybody goes to and all of a sudden it's burning. 
But can you ever imagine that those people thought that they would have like forest fires going on on that beautiful island? 36 people have lost their lives. So, you know, they got stress. You don't have any stress. You came in there drinking a can of wink. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what's in it because nothing, it says no sodium, no nothing, no potassium, no nothing, Mm -hmm. no sugars, no nothing. It's all zeros. Yeah. But then it's liquid. So mm-hmm. what the hell is that? It's carbonated water with tea. That ain't no carbonated water. That is carbonated whatever stuff is to get you a little worked up and a little woozy. No, that's not at all what it does, Eddie. Does OG, does OG. You've never had that. Does OG like the fact you drinking some other OG? <laughs> well, OG's doesn't make a uh, OG doesn't make a, a, a drinkable you product. You want a commercial so. for Wink now? No, uh, no. Uh, how do you they do are, it like? They are a sponsor of hey, ours. do you Wink when you show. said Wink? Oh, man. Uh, Brian Abdallah said, saw posting about playing 10 minutes of pickup ball. What about that topic? Pickup ball? <laughs> man, please. You won't see No. Now, I shoot jumpers. No, 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 no. He's talking about, I posted the other day about playing pickup ball for the first time in like a decade. Did you play? I did. Almost, and you were beat up. Your body almost, felt like junk. And, and I almost died. Yes. Man, yes. But look, basketball is not, man, I'm telling you, people don't realize, man, that thing takes a lot out of you. Oh, I have not played basketball since I played, I think, uh, in a celebrity game probably mm, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. I won't touch it. I'll shoot because, I mean, yeah, damn. Yeah. I mean, just like. You saw me over in, in uh, Israel. That mm-hmm. was a three-point contest. It was just like, look at it, look at that form. That'll never leave. Mm-hmm. But my legs left a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not messing with that game. Trust me, man. I did one pump fake and I tried to take it to the hole, and I was like, oh yeah, that's that's not one, there. Yeah, really. That's yeah, not, that's one pump. There. You used to one pump. Nope, yeah. that's fine. Okay, all right. Well, that's the end of this show. That's what we'll leave this off at. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Jumpshot8. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Saul one underscore Bookman. Um, for, all, for for the Nugget fan that joined up, uh, yeah, I see you, and uh, yeah. Don't nobody care about no nuggets. You won last year. What's over? over here. Get over hey, it. What are you doing? Go to work. Go home. Bye. I'll be at 7-Eleven in a little bit. I'll see you. <laughs>